I'm your boy Parker, that guy over there, that guy up the street, that guy that collect toys, that guy. Yes, I'm him, that one. Uh, yes, I got a very special guest today. Somebody that's been around for years, um, that's been doing amazing things on his own. And, you know, and, and this show is all about giving people their flowers as much as we can uh, while they're here. And just like also, Showing people new things and just putting things out more in the for- in the forefront. And uh, I have my guest here, Mr. DJ Ephraim. Mr. How can I say? Did I say DJ? Yeah, yeah. DJ Ephraim J. Adams. Oh, well, I get the J today. All right. I mean, I gotta keep the J. I gotta keep the J. You know, um, you, you know, Ephraim's been a friend. We haven't been around each other for years, but you know, you grow, people grow apart, you come back, mm-hmm. you know, you learn some stuff. And you check in once in a while. You check in, you know, and um, you know, you keep tabs of you know each other's stuff, but you know, you change over the years, so it's just so much to go on, but you just hope always that people are in good spirits and good health and everything. I and, met DJ in college. Oh, yeah. So DJ's my other name. Yes, that's the other name. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I met you in college. <laughs> yeah. And we did uh, movie making together. Music, music videos. He was... And uh, yep. college stuff. <laughs> All right. So, so let me just subtitle everything because he's, he's vague. Uh, all right. He was the first person I ever met that actually... We like did movies. He actually was like a writer, and and actually was putting out scripts and stuff. And like you were the first person that like you like people told me about you at the time. They're like, oh yeah, he he makes movies. He he did this movie called Black Snake, and I'm like, oh cool. And you kept playing it. I remember you kept playing it in the in the in the, uh, the seventh floor of the of uh, Capital Community College. Uh, and when we watch movies and stuff in the movie room, he kept playing it. And I'm this is the first time I get to see it. And I thought, oh, this is so dope. And uh, this is before YouTube took off the way it did. And it was, you know, like before people start doing their own stuff themselves. Like you were like pioneer of doing that stuff before people start doing it. And you really, really think about that. I remember YouTube wasn't out, so it was Torrance. It was Torrance, but YouTube came out. It was only like you know, you kind of you had like two or three, five minutes. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this man was actually doing full fledged production. You know, yeah, you're like I'm old. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm aging. I'm also aging myself. But you Before know, the popularity of YouTube, we had uh, things and we'd show the movies. Yeah, and you know, with our little camcorders and this dude, like we were filming them on websites at the time because there was no YouTube. Yeah, just like these little independent websites and stuff. 
and, and that's why I get flagged here and there about Black Snake, Black Snake one and two or, what, or two or three on my on my page. <laughs> yeah, I get every so often I get a thing from YouTube saying, "Hey, this scene from here, this scene from there." Like, I'm like, uh, I, I forgot I put that there. Okay, it's, you know how old this thing is. Um, but yeah, he was the first person to do stuff like that. So me being the type of person at the time, like want to know all that stuff and want to be in music and movies it's like i gotta connect with this guy and we did and then he brought a whole slew of other people along along the ride too that i, I that I, I got to be friends with and y'all I, I, i'm gonna tell you now why we on it because i say i want to hold it because of you and a few others you know and on the center floor helped me be more myself Oh. To like how we got this, right. you know. Right, real. I see. Cause you know, I see you blossomed over the yeah, years. I blossomed, <laughs> but but you know, when you're a high schooler, you're trying to figure yourself out. Like I was 19, 20, so mm -hmm. like trying to figure that yourself out and you're where you want to gaming and yeah, I, and yeah. That. So, but also just knowing people that's not afraid to be that. Oh right, right. You know, because at the time you gotta be hood. You gotta be, you know, you, you, you don't know, and you could go either way. You could get caught up in some group stuff, and why you being weird? Yeah, you know, like oh, that's white people stuff, or you know, nerdy stuff is like oh, that's nerdy, that's white people stuff. Why you, be, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. But and also you can get while you're trying to fake it, you can end up being getting yourself in trouble, and end up who knows? I could have been locked up. I think whatever. In, um gaming and comics which are forms of art yeah i think in general spaces where there's art and people can express themselves are spaces where it fosters more sense of identity and safety yeah that's just my personal opinion that's good in a good way you know but when you look at people who paint when you look at filmmakers when you look at actors when you look mm -hmm. at dancers when you look at designers and developers and people in that just creative environment where they can just express what they're thinking, what they're feeling and mm -hmm. stuff. Those are the environments that foster a place of identity for you to grow and to heal and to conversate and to challenge yourself and things like that. Yeah. And that's why there's a push to get rid of it. Yeah. Trust me, there was a challenges. He also gave people challenges. <laughs> people, he also gave. There's stories with this man, like, Never, if you're, he's the only person I know that will get that me having a group outing, a real group outing. Like, it'd be 30 of us, all because of him. <laughs> it'd be all, it'd be 30 of us. Somehow it was put together, but we all, I would never forget, we all went to go see uh, X Men 3. Mm -hmm. I think the X3, worst one. Out the of the worst trilogy. one. Well, was, not now. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember. At the time, it was in. In order, yeah, that was the worst one. Like I just remember, but now that's one of the better ones compared to everything else they put out. True. <laughs> now, like, mind you, this guy put together groups of people, you know, and like I mean, we're uh, we're deep, 30, 20, 20, 30 deep. And I remember we went to the movies and we went to go see that movie, and somebody tried to be bold. I guess because we were laughing or whatever. Some other person that was watching the movie with his girl. Didn't like it and try to be big and bad, try to be tough because he's trying to finesse a woman, yeah. And so he tried, I don't know who he got mad at, I don't know who he got mad at, 
But he <laughs> he tried to like try to stand up and like yo, I'll beat your ass type of thing. If y'all don't be quiet. And now literally, the whole oh, row thirty of us stood up. <laughs> That's about two rows of people stood up. Like, what you gonna do? <laughs> what, you, what you gonna do, dude? <laughs> the power in numbers. Huh? <laughs> and, and like it was not just guys; it was male and female. So you know, we, it was a bunch of us. Like, mm-hmm. gosh! But he sat down. He sat down. He's like, "No, nah, I'm good." You know what? You know why? <laughs> you know what's good. funny is because not only do I remember that moment, but I've told people that story before. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the greatest moments right. of my life. But it kind of goes back to like, um, like it's okay to be into gaming it's okay yeah. to be in the right. comics as a black person and stuff and, you, and how art fosters this environment where like i think people are tired of being bullied right so moments like that where we could all stand up and we all were and i think we all had those different paths mm-hmm. to get to that point where we all oh you're like me you're like me mm-hmm. like that was the first time i ever met people that were like holy crap mm-hmm. you're like me too oh this person is just like oh mm-hmm. And then we also learn from each other too, you know. And like you had those moments where you know the holidays and stuff going on, like people are getting together, or whatever. She's um, all the moments when we like at your house, you know, doing the, the shooting of the movies and stuff, and just like doing that. And every time was fun. Like it was fun. Like you know, sometimes it was cold and we had to be outside shooting something. But if it was in the house, <laughs> if it was in the house, we were good because somebody gonna order something. We go, you know, we had our little wild, wild out moments. We like, we, you should, we had a camera give us a TV show at the time. Mm-hmm. It would get high ratings because it was funny stuff. Um, and then the parties we got kicked out. Of, you know, the hotel parties that we did, we got kicked out of. Uh, those are fine when you're in college. You have hotel parties illegally, uh, yeah. <laughs> and mind you, like I said, 30, 30 people. Mind you, this these parties were like more than 30. It's more than 30. I still have those pictures, like, of just all of us in the group, but it was like the best time, oh, right, right, right. It was just so many of us. Oh, so young, mm-hmm. so young, putting uh, the mattress against the door so we don't make too much noise <laughs> at the hotel party. It was great times, great times. Um. But like during all that, you know, you know, uh, having all those fun times, you know, it got to be with all these other people from different walks of life, you know. Like I learned so much, and it, like like I said, it helped me grow. Because when I went back to the to the hood, like to my neighborhood, which is not even the hood, it's just neighborhood, but um, I was just like I was so disconnected in a way. I was like, no, I'd rather be back with my guys over here because i feel more at home mm-hmm. with y'all you know because mm-hmm. get me i don't gotta pretend mm-hmm. you know all that stuff but like we all grow and you know get older and stuff so um right so just a little punchline. yep um black gamers united is this black group yes of gamers homegirl melissa mm-hmm. melissa barnes melissa shout out barnes. It's a group on Facebook where uh, black people into gaming can come together and network and build community, right? Mm-hmm. So by build community, it's not just about gaming. It means like, oh, if you own a restaurant, you can yes. share what you're doing here. If you own a um, a uh, 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 a lawyer agency or something. Mm-hmm cool if you're a writer and whatever you do cool because at some point all those elements are gonna have to come together 
to create something. Right. Right, 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 right. So in so all right, so now you know, knowing this guy, you know, so influenced by like, you know, Xena Warrior Princess and <laughs> all the all the Buffy episodes. Like I do I love me some Buffy in Egypt. You know, I thought I knew all myself. He took the cake over that. He took the cake. But like like what was it? Uh uh Janet Jackson. Oh, Janet Jackson. Yes. He, he loves from Janet Jackson. So it was like so, all those things. So you never thought I was gay back then? No. <laughs> That's the thing about it. That's what it is. Yeah. I ain't never thought about it. I'm like literally oblivious to all that shit. Right, right. right. But it's just like So when we were in college I wasn't out of the closet. No. So he didn't know I was gay. I'm sure you suspected once in a while, but he didn't know like I wasn't open about it. That, I, I was never a thing for me to, I don't know, to me, like... Because we were both weird. Yeah, I just thought, he, you know, so I'm Everyone's being, just a weird guy, that's it. Know, I'm being a geek. Yeah. You know, I watch Buffy, I watch Xena, I watch but, Alias. But the I thing is, Charm. Wait, but there were so many other people that we knew that were literally weird. Mm -hmm. Like, really weird. Mm -hmm. But that was them. And I don't know why I hung out with some of those people, but how? But you right, know, right, they were. Right. <laughs> and when we say weird, we're using it in a way of like they're not actually weird. It's just like it just society so, puts this yeah term of weirdness on it, right? It was like I would say like think uh, Big Bang Theory. Like <laughs> it was a few Sheldons in there. That's how I look at it. Like you know, there was a few Sheldons in there that that were like that. And but now you know what? I work for the school bus system. Yeah. And the kids, whenever they think that someone's different, yeah. Whenever they think that someone's gay, mm -hmm. whenever they think that someone is being uh, against the status quo, right? Right. Because the status quo is to be, uh, yeah, straight, straight, uh, militant, yeah, and uh, um, they just be black conservative, right? They be a black man? No, 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 oh, okay. no. no. So the norm is to be conservative. Especially conservative. Right, yes. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so weird because they're young kids, they're six or seven. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like around that yeah. early elementary, toddler, grade school. Right. Whole kind of uh realm. So they kept saying on the school bus, oh, you're being weird and stop being weird. And I'm like, who do they keep talking about? Yeah, yeah. Weird? And I'm like, oh. It's the boy who I know is gonna be gay when he grows up. So you've already, <laughs> so you've already said that's gonna he, be. He's being weird because okay. they don't have the language yet. To uh, he's, he's being effeminate. He's being but, soft. But see, that's the thing. Gay, but you, you know? could, I still, to me. So their their word for gay yeah. is weird because they don't have the language yet. Yeah, but I also look at being effeminate because uh, you can live have predominantly more females in your family and you like all you have is your surroundings is female mm -hmm. so you take on some of those traits after a while right. because that's all you know mm -hmm. you can still be straight though right of course, hey absolutely. but you just have those feminine qualities mm -hmm. you're more emotional and stuff mm -hmm. also why i feel like a lot of thugs whatever a lot of people that be shooting people or whatever because they were raised by a single mom they have aunties and stuff the dads was at home so they have more of that emotional trait to like just go off on that, you know, like mm -hmm. without thinking a little fat, just a little bit more before you make that move. 
Or because there's no men around, they don't have some of the structure. Though. That's what I'm saying. That oh, that structure. Mm -hmm. But you I, know what teaches structure? <laughs> oh yeah. If, if you can't see it, we're holding up. Maybe uh, if they had a doll to play with when adults. they were young. We they'd about. have some structure. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so now, now, when you say the, the little boy is, you you feel you know he's going. Well, we don't want to say he you're is. Saying, why do I, you're saying, why do I say it's the gay one and he's only yeah. five, six, and seven years old? Like, how can you tell? Um. Well, because I see a lot of myself in him. Ah. Uh, and yeah, what I, I went through. Right. Looking back from adolescence. Mm. You know? So the average guy is not going to be able to always pick up on that. Okay. Okay. I, see I can see when someone else is closeted. Mm. Because when I was closeted, I was is that the gaydar? being super conscious of my behavior. Is that the gaydar? Is that what that it's is? It's not necessarily a gaydar. Gaydar is kind of like a myth. Okay. See, now, the thing is... But you can see yourself in someone else. So right. if I can see that you're awkward when girls come around, yeah. if I can see that you're quiet when there's the topic of sex okay. and everyone's talking oh. about women, yes. when I can see that you're monitoring your own behavior, because right. I used to monitor my own behavior. Okay. You know what I mean? It, yeah. So I'm picking up, I mean, all the internalized things that I went through, you can see that in another person. I see what you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And when I'm, other gay men walked into rooms and they were being uh, flamboyant in themselves, yeah, it made me uncomfortable and adjust my behavior. So I can see when I walk into a room now, right. I can see who's uncomfortable and adjusting their behavior. So hindsight, 2020 now, 2024, 2024 now. <laughs> hindsight. <laughs> I can now as you say some of those things, I can think back. Of those little moments with you mm -hmm. and like noticing not really paying attention i observe a lot that's right, the thing. Right. i've always observed everybody you know that's just a thing you know that's why i think it helped oh, me and from the in chime in when we were talking about oh, how much um, I, 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 Nani we had last i I, I i always <laughs> picked up i i observed but and i picked up but i just left it alone mm -hmm. it just kind of like can just you know, Wolverine that just healed over right, it. Right, right. You know, just that's how I look at it. Well, thank you. It wasn't your place anyway. Yeah, so it was like, <laughs> you know, it was just like, to me, to me, it was like, uh, you know, we, yeah, like you said, like we talk about sex. And I remember, he's like, oh, gosh, we, we always got to talk about this. And that. You would get like, yeah, you have like, come on, guys, can we talk about something else? <laughs> you know, and I remember those, you know, um, and then he like, the adjustment when somebody walks into the room. I do remember those little moments. So I was like, now here thinking about it, I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. man, I do make sense now. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. The you know, uh uh So I could tell when I was But be awkward. I was always awkward. I'm still awkward with certain with certain girls. Yeah, that's but, just um, me. Well just to wrap the kid thing up, it's just like yeah. I knew I was gay around six or seven. Wow. And then but you don't know what, what it, it is. is. Yes, yes. But yes. the adults and the people and their behavior around you confirms what it is, mm. right? Because when kids are kids, they look at adults and they watch adult behaviors and stuff, right? Right, right. So at a very young age, you learn that like, oh no, this this isn't for you. Right. This this blue doll is for you, not this pink one. Mm-hmm. 
and you you translate all that to a child so that when they do become understanding, you know, usually right. around puberty, right? When all those changes are happening, they already have a good, well-adjusted idea of how society works, mm-hmm. and that oh, if I tell someone this, it could be harmful to me. Right. I see how adults react when that topic comes up. I see, I see how adults react when so and so talks about their experience. Or whatever. Right. 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 So now it becomes more like oh should i tell or shouldn't i tell mm-hmm. is this something i keep to myself mm-hmm. or what you know what i mean and you pick up on that very early because i mean in the i was born in 85 so obviously in the 80s 90s 2000s yes. the message was clear <laughs> how, did, how did you feel like especially like, like to not come out right <laughs> how did you feel like at times because you know like like i thought this the other day where you know, people were like, oh, that's gay. That's stupid. That's gay. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, why are you being gay? Like, oh, everything being that so gay. Yeah. Like, what the, how did you feel? Because I'm thinking about him. How the fuck? How did he feel? Did, did I judge you all? <laughs> <laughs> did I judge you all? Yeah. Well, there's a reason I didn't come out to everyone. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say I judge people. Because a lot of the folks who, when I did come, finally come out, like you were accepting, mm-hmm. um, there were people in my life that were accepting, but yeah. I don't want them to feel like um, that excuses mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and that just is what it is. It's like, hey, Ephraim didn't tell me, or there's always this debate like, oh, well, why didn't you tell me? And, Oh. Da 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 da, and I'm just like, what do you mean? Why didn't I tell they you? Hurt. You don't remember all the times you said some crazy shit. Yeah, and that probably was like, oh, letting me know not to tell you. <laughs> see, see, I was I, I thought about that the other day, but also on my, I was never like, cause it's cause that's how it was back then. You just people were just that's how you talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I talking about that and just stupidity ignorance and you just you don't know nothing and i took it upon myself when you know i had bosses like you know uh managers that were gay Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm gonna ask questions that's what because i feel like we should have open dialogue just to ask questions just so if if you don't yeah but i don't know it's just for Mm -hmm. me i'm just open-minded i'm like uh, i never uh so people you can't really ask questions are those people who are like professional victims. No, oh, okay. You can't ask them anything because they're a professional. Victim. Right. They're never going to like, they're always going to be offended. Something's always going to be triggering. Something's right. always going to be an issue and a problem. I see you. So those are the people you just, you got to like, don't waste your time with that because we should be able to engage yeah. and say, oh, well, hey, you know, that Especially, question makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But this is why it makes me uncomfortable because, and just acknowledge it straight up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. Cause I mean, you won't, you, I, cause I always hated the fact of if you don't know nothing, but you speak it on it, like you don't know enough to speak on certain things. Oh, absolutely. I, I would love, that's why I took it upon myself, like instead of being closed minded when I had like, um, Kate, shout out to Casey, who I used to work with uh, at uh, Connecticut, Connecticut Shirt Man. Um, I didn't know he was gay until like I'm always listening to my music. We were playing like building at the store, and I just kept hearing Bob Strikes Hands. 
and and, and uh, what was it, um, Mariah Carey, <laughs> and stuff. And I was just thinking to myself, I wonder if he's, I wonder. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, uh, but until like he had, we were just talking about tattoos, mm-hmm. and he was telling me, oh, I, I forgot what the tattoo was, but I was like, what's that tattoo mean? He's like, oh, it's, it's for pride, whatever. I'm like, oh, oh so you are okay. So that's you his way of confirming it without having to have this long conversation. Yeah, so, but I really didn't know the tattoo bit either. Oh. I was we were literally just talking about tattoos. Uh, that was, I, I felt that at the time I didn't know how to ask, so I'm like, I'm not going to ask you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, whenever that comes up, it comes up. Right. It just happens it that we're, come up naturally. It, it literally, that's what happened. Right. We were talking about, literally talking about tattoos that we have. And he, I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, oh, it's the pride. We're like, oh. Now it's like, if I'm not getting a good a vibe about safety yeah. from a person, I just be quiet, you know? Right. Yeah. Recently, I was on the bus and one of the drivers was like, because, you know, I'm of a certain age. Mm-hmm. So when you reach a certain age, people expect you to be married. Oh, I have, oh, have, gosh. Have yeah. Yeah. We have all these rules and regulations yeah. about society. Trials get broken with, yeah. Right. So they're just talking to me and, like, oh, you know, I know your wife's A, B, C, and D. And, oh, you know, do you have kids? And da 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 da. And, like, we're on this, uh, these rules and regulations about right. life. Right. It's like, even if you're not gay, like, you don't have to have kids by a certain time. You don't have to have be married by a certain time that there's is no true. rule that is true. <laughs> that is true. but you know there's these expectations throughout society so he's just talking and i'm like deciding like do i feel like coming out at this moment because it's something that you do repeatedly mm-hmm. whenever you enter new circles mm-hmm. people are just going to assume that you're straight and right. that's fine because i mean that's the natural order of human life right you know what i mean so that's not what my concern is my concern more is how is it being delivered to me because is it coming from a place of like disgust Mm -hmm. or is it coming from a place of just like the general meaning of life you know right and sometimes people are just very rude and obnoxious about stuff like that that's true (laughs) i i I always i always thought about like that's how i felt I, I looked at my way of not being gay, but you say, yes, I'm, I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. Because people look at me and just like, oh, you play football. Mm-hmm. You must have you did this. Or uh, they assume a lot. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I used to get that a lot before. And I was like, Do no, I don't like this. people assume you're gay because you're nerdy? No, not saying I'm gay, but they will assume that I do collect toys. Right. No, just, I mean, I know you're not gay, but do people assume you're gay because you're into... No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, probably some of the ignorant person, maybe. Right, right, Who right, knows? Right. But my thing was, they always... Well, all right, because I've mentioned plenty of times here that I work in the strip club industry. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a floor host. I've been doing it for years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell me more. But, yeah. but the, yeah, that's for another show. Uh, but the main thing. No, it ain't. It's for the show. That's a whole, that's an eight-part show. Just, I can write a book of my, just oh, my experience. Alone. Well, I'm glad you told me that because I'm doing a sex workers convention. Okay. I know a few girls that part of my one is like, part of be part of it, part right. of it, whatever. Right, right. Um, but when I went, first went there, started, I thought I had to be like macho. Like, oh, overly right. macho because it's security. 
it's a strip club. You gotta show me, you know, show that side that you ain't nobody to mess with. Mm-hmm. But if, if a customer act crazy, and, you know, especially with your coworkers, the other guys, mm-hmm. you should think, oh, you got a rough house. Yeah, you know, right, right, right. you know, like, <laughs> oh, what's, uh, what's that movie? Um, what's that movie? Don't uh, you see him, a big black burly man? Yeah, what's that? Um, uh, Roundhouse. <laughs> what's that? Roadhouse. Oh, I'm thinking right. like Blue Roadhouse. Oh, we go, we go be like that. Mm-hmm. And when I go there, I'm thinking, you know, I gotta. I'm not gonna really talk too much. Mm-hmm. I gotta put this this uh, this facade, whatever. And then, like a couple weeks into it, I find out, oh, I can actually be more myself. Of course. Right. And find out, oh, this cork is a nerd. This cork, one of my my. This is at the show. Yeah, one of my <laughs> one, of, one of my coworkers who is now one of my best friends, like my brother, and um, his name is Terry. He was like such a jerk to me. I thought at the time he was such a dick. And he, but he was just like, but he was getting me to understand the business and like, you know, toughen up, you know, because it's going to be people going to say stuff there. People going to act a certain way, you know, to get you routed, to get you out of your, your out of care. Yeah. So, but then I found out he liked Power Rangers. Of course he does. Then we talked about like, and he was talking about the Zords and everything like, like, we becoming best friends. <laughs> now this whole thing is over with because now I find out there's nerds all over the place in this. Of course. So it was like, but I had to be. They grew up on the same trophy. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is like, I thought it had to be, at the time. The big burly black. Yes. Right. Just get some respect. When, you know, because I can't let them show that I'm a nerd because then I think I'm weak. Mm-hmm. And they might, you know, mm-hmm. they might feel, but that's how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. But if you're gay. And like, if, if I was gay, that's probably the same situation. No, that's Wait. always the situation. I'm yeah. weak because I'm gay. I'm Which is never the course. Yeah. And I think, especially in the black community, mm-hmm. because we're in this battle against white supremacy and anti-blackness yeah. and racism, right? Mm-hmm. There's this need to say like, oh, you can't be on the front lines because you're gay. And we need these strong, powerful, mm-hmm. willingful men in this face of white supremacy. Right. And being gay might damage that. Being right. gay might ruin that reputation. Being gay might taint that a little bit. Yeah. So that I feel like homophobia in the black spaces kind of stem more from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh-huh. We can't it's, have you up there. You're a sissy. We need a strong black man to feed off these white folks. Yeah. And it, but they, <laughs> they, but they look at that as the and all that stuff. Right, right. right. Um, but, I, but it was one of those things uh, where... Feed off, fight off. Yeah. So with this, how I look at one of those type of things. So when it came to like going back to like when when I found out, well now we find out like um, I don't even think you said anything to me really. It was just you just put it out there, but I already knew. Oh well, when I came out, I did I put out a music video. Yes, but, but, <laughs> but honestly, before it was I already knew something, but I was just waiting for you. I me I think me and our, and our friend, our other friend Megan, we was just waiting. Oh, okay. We were literally just waiting. Because okay. one, it was a moment where uh, y'all went to go see Janet Jackson. Yeah, Janet Jackson. And to her, she, you don't know this, but the couple of the people that Charles with, there was other, I think some other guys there gave in or, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, I did go see Janet Jackson. Yes, yes. So they put Megan her. Megan is a friend of ours. Yes. Um, uh, growing up. Right. I, you know, it would be great to have her shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw Janet Jackson, the legendary, yeah. iconic Janet Jackson. 
Yes. Yes. All that. Mm -hmm. Just as great as Michael. Yeah. She is. <laughs> she's got a reedy. I tell you that. She's got a reedy all the time. I think people give Janet a hard time. No, you should not give her a hard time. Janet is the goat. Mm -hmm. You know about she's right, right, she right. can still sell out any it, crowd without an album. When it comes to dance, when it comes to like Motown and breaking barriers, and I love the fact that she's a mom now. You know, like families on television to break those barriers and um janet is good in acting and expanding her brand but also janet very few this is how i do quote unquote pop star this is him as <laughs> him talking about janet is one of the reasons why i kind of already knew he was probably gay a long time ago <laughs> this is what they do to him right now everyone liked mike when i liked mike yeah but because i'm gay yes i did relate more to janet Which is i'll fine. tell you why Janet, well, Michael did too a lot, too, yeah. so I can't take it from Michael either because they're both very socially conscious yeah. pop stars. Yeah. I hate the term pop stars because, anyway, icons. Pop, pop is not a real icons. genre, but, anyways, yep. Uh, mu musically, they're very socially like aware, socially mm -hmm. conscious, and they send this message about equality a lot, mm -hmm. equity a lot, ending racism a lot, exactly. ending poverty, help the children and free the world and all yeah. that so i gravitated to a lot of those to a lot of that subject matter when you're a marginalized part of a marginalized community right you gravitate towards these messages about healing the world and doing justice and fighting for what's right exactly and because they have a lot of music about that Yes, I genuinely, I genuinely gravitate towards Janet, but I also gravitate towards female artists in general. Yeah, because it's less toxic. <laughs> yeah, and so when you're gay, you're not really looking for a lot of the things that guys tend to sing about, which can be toxic sometimes. Well, that's always or that's, machoism. That's why I always you know. listen to R&B because mm -hmm. it was less, like say, toxic. Like I didn't want to hear much. But even to this day, I don't want to hear a bunch of stuff about you shooting people up. Right, right. I, right. I don't find the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. If, if I'm in the gym, mm -hmm. that's fine. Mm -hmm. I, hardcore rock, all that mm -hmm. stuff. And but I have my, my moments when I want to hear about smack a few hoes. Yeah, but you know, DMX here and here. All of me. That's not doesn't speak to me. No. You know, sometimes I just want to hear about just give me something grown <laughs> and sexy and mature. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's just. Janet spoke to that. Ooh, excuse me. Janet spoke to that a lot. I get it. Mm -hmm. Now, but now, you know, who was saying with the Janet and stuff? But they, they, for what I'm saying, yes, they put her aside. They put Megan aside. But I think y'all, if I can remember, she's saying that they put her aside when y'all was walking to the car. What? This is at the Janet? Conference? Yeah, after the after, after I think it was towards after or whatever. But they put her aside and said, "Hey." Does he know? And she was like, "Know what?" She was like, "Really?" It's like, "Does he know that he's gay?" <laughs> of course, I knew. But but the thing is, you didn't put it up there for everybody. No, nobody. Put but they knew. Of course. But they just thought maybe he doesn't know, or maybe like oh, yet you you know they, maybe he's so in there that he doesn't notice yet. But they were like, I was looking ready to tell him. But they were concerned that there was like, <laughs> they were they were cool, but they were concerned. It was just like. Does he not know me? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, okay. but that's how. Oh, okay. So when, when I found that out, I was like, 
Oh, now everyone's so concerned. <laughs> so, but no, when I, when, I, when I found that out, when, I, when she told me, I was like, I thought about it some more. And that like, confirmed it? Oh, my love for Janet Jackson, of course. I mean, I mean, that'll do it. That'll do it, I guess. I, I just never do you know. I never knew anybody goes so hard about Janet. That's yeah, of course. The divas are always been a sign of uh, queer uh, liberation and freedom right. and stuff. So if you look at J-Lo, she got a bunch of gay Latino men. And Shakira's got a bunch of gay Latino men. Beyonce's got a bunch of gay yeah. black men. And Madonna's yeah. got a bunch of gay white men. And they Janet's got yeah. a bunch of One thing about Janet, though, she has a very variety of a crowd. Yeah. Because her music speaks to a and lot of people. And she's global. Right, right, right. She's right. literally global. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's way more global than a lot of those artists. Mm-hmm. Like, well, besides Beyonce, and I mean, that was a different era of fame. Like a lot of, uh, I would say this: she's more global. These the artists today are not as global mm-hmm. as they think they are. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but all right. But Do you have any games with Michael Jackson on the soundtrack? Like any of the ones that he did, the Sonics and stuff? no. Okay, gotcha. I mean, I know he did Sonic stuff. I did, mm-hmm. which I was surprised about. I know um, he has a Michael Jackson game on like Super Nintendo. Yes, dude. There's an arcade in. Um, uh, Red Bank, New Jersey. Mm. Uh, I would love to go back there. I need to go back there. It's called... Uh, Man, Michael just it's an ar- every... It's an arcade place where it has all the systems. And dude, when I went there... I can't say infiltrated. He dominated yes. every lane of... Uh, it, it's Moonwalker. Right, Moonwalker, yeah. They had the I always arc- wanted to play it. They had the, I had the game on, on Nintendo when I was a kid. Mm. I loved it. Mm. And then my my cousin broke the game, broke the system, so I could never play oh, again. No. But they had the Moonwalker Moonwalker Arcade at this uh, this arcade mm. this, in, in Red Bank, New Jersey. Never seen it before, and I played it. And I was like, oh my god, this! And then when so he awesome. died, he had another comeback with the video games, the McDonald's, the yes. McDonald's, the Michael Jackson experience, and all that stuff. Oh, that, that was a fun game. Yeah, right, that right. was a fun game. I remember playing that. I was. Almost, I've never seen anyone in music really like Michael Jackson toys, Michael Jackson's video games. Well, no. You know, not just the well, music videos. Michael 50 Jackson. Cent had a video game. Oh, I heard that was good. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've never played it, but I mean, I've I just never seen that level of like sensationalism around a human being. There's not a lot of sensation. Like, I, I guess. There's not a lot of artists that will like shut down a mall, right? I don't. Do you or think it's possible now? Beyonce, maybe. Right, but, right, right. I, I, yeah, I, I would say the closest would be Beyonce, but I don't see anything where you gonna have like loads of like crowds, like a whole like army, like a sea of, right. of people in a street when you look out your balcony. Uh-huh. I don't think you're gonna get that these days. Mm. You know, maybe here and there, depending in the. the the country, yeah, right, you know, right, right. like, mm-hmm. but you, yeah, I don't think that I level, that's the only that, person that can shut down. I won't say that level, but I don't think that kind of fame would be because everything's online now, yeah, and you're just like, no, no, you know what, they're watching it from online oh, right like is it is it recorded is i can it, see that amount of people tuning in to something that's it once. yeah you get more of that streaming it at once but those same people back in the day that that type of person back in the day will actually get in the car took the bus mm-hmm. or whatever camp outside yes to go out music. to go out and see that person mm-hmm. it'd be different it's a whole mm-hmm. different thing like uh mm-hmm. i i've just been put on the junk cook junk cook 
mm-hmm. from BTS. Oh goodness, they're so popular. I Megan put me onto him, and <laughs> I've been listening to his golden album every fucking day. Okay, it's really good. It's got a mixture that night. It's Asian know. pop. It's English. It's all English. Oh, interesting. But it's all. It's just like I'm in a whole BTS K-pop world now thanks to her. Oh, you late? Wait, I already had that. Moment. I've been like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm all good with that. But the but the artist. I'm gonna brag. I was on my Yutara Hakiru. I was on my yeah. Name Me Amuro. I was just, on my um, Boa. Yeah. I would well female pops, female K-pop. But I like I know like K-pop 21 CL. Like I knew about them. Korean pop. But I just <laughs> I think I worked too much and then I was just like I just think to my podcast it was my 90s stuff. But she put me onto it. And I just haven't been, especially the video where him and uh, Usher, mm. you know, you got Usher. Oh, there. yeah, I saw that with him and Standing next to you. That was nice. It's good. That was like, fire. Come on, we forget how, how iconic Usher so is. So, a quick you know. plug, I have a website called um, Model Minorities. Yeah. And on it is is a way, it's like a, uh, it's like a feed. Or right. a, uh, a a forum. The model minorities dot com, model dot com, something like that. So we I should know it. You should. Because <laughs> I'm still working on it. Okay. I get but, it. You know, it came to me during all the stop Asian hate. Oh uh, yes, yes. Uh, so you know, it's a way for Black people and Asian people to connect and discuss our differences. But you know what? And connect and kind of recap over the good times that we've shared together. But that also, a lot of that hate back and forth stemmed from colonialism years ago. Of course. You know, that's what it comes from. And, and but that's not just Asian community, like, you know, it's a lot of other communities that colonialism did to make people think black is wrong, black is awful like of course light is always the right thing you mm-hmm. know that's no matter if you're uh you're east asian or oriental asian like like if you're light you're fine but if you're dark no like i was just watching um a good movie uh this i watched it was like 1992 uh called um uh, mississippi masala mm. which is really good but it's um it's him falling in love with the indian indian woman mm-hmm. and her thing was, they were talking about how dark she was. Beautiful girl, mm. and the it was the the other people were like, oh no, how's she gonna get any husband? She's so dark, and she and oh, her family's yeah, poor. It is like to us, she's Indian. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, you know that's fine. To them, oh, she's too dark. Mm-hmm. She, and I'm like, that's that stuff that yeah. we've been talking about for years. Yep, there's colorism in the Asian community. It's, it's a lot. It right. sucks. You, you know, if you so go... So my website is themodelminority.com. Themodelminority.com. That must mean this is going to come up again for me in a couple yeah. of... Yeah. Right. Because... Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go and uh, you can look at content throughout uh, pop culture where Blacks and Asians work together. You can read about articles in Black history. So you've been you've been doing some work. Yeah, 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 work. yeah, yeah. I get it. You know, it's pretty cool. You've got uh the black and the yellow ranger. I, I'm mad at you for verses. I'm bad. I'm bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, let's just bust through this real fast. So 
you have all right so back to like did your grandmother did yeah, your, that's oh, that's yeah. so yeah your grandmother mm-hmm. i love her to death she's awesome she knew or did she not know i'm talking about my sexuality yeah Oh, what's known doesn't need to like be family said. family now. Family wise, did you family know? What's known doesn't need to be said. Okay. So that's, that's pretty that's, much it. That's basically in the black community, what's known doesn't need to be said. All right. Well, that's true. Right. Now, my grandmother, Nancy uh, J. Adams, mm-hmm. born 1938, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. born in Mississippi, mm-hmm. but her birth certificate says Alabama because mm-hmm. she's born through a midwife. Oh, okay. Spent their life in Alabama, traveled north through the Great Migration. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And then had kids here in Connecticut uh, with a Guyanese man from Guyana. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather's from Guyana. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, came here to find work during that time period, which was segregation, mm-hmm. um, uh, the lynching of Emmett Till. Yes. No. Um the crack pandemic epidemic where they put the the drugs in the black neighborhoods they put all the drugs um unfair unequal housing Mm -hmm. all those traumas part of our family history you know and then so had kids here so i'm the first i'm the first grandchildren the first set of grandchildren to um be free of like jim crow laws and stuff you gotta think how crazy that is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh So, um, right, she marched on Washington to make Martin Luther King's uh, Jr.'s birthday a national holiday. Wow. So a lot of that pride is instilled in me. Proud Negro, you know, that was the term at the time. Right. A lot of um, good family history. So now when I see um, a lot of the stuff that I'm involved in in the community, it's not as surprising to me as much because I think that truly... I think genetically activism has been passed down. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but that's just how I'm gonna work. Now, if you would have told me years from like back then or whatever, like what you'll be like now, like doing. Oh yeah, I would have never imagined that. No, like I'm like, oh yeah, gay, yeah, that's, that's probably yeah, that's it's given, you know. Mm-hmm. But I thought you still be like doing movies i thought i thought you'd be because you were so I much do, into i do movies now but just in a different way yeah but i but i'm saying but you were so much into like the writing because i the, still am but dude, in a different way I, I don't know where it's at but i still have black snake uh the script <laughs> black snake two or you was still it? have black snake three yes where is it I'm i don't know has it. i don't know where is that it's lost I think it's like with a bunch of my other stuff. Like when I move, I make sure to keep it. Good, because um, I need a copy. It might, it might, it might. I, I, I might have to scan that from. It might cost you. Some, might make me some money one day. <laughs> I, I figured he gonna get famous for something. I'm, I'm gonna need to keep this. Black Snake is a urban martial arts film. I'm not a huge fan of the word urban, but that's the way to. Well, that's how you had to do it. Well, but, this um, is my latest one, Black Art Hills. Okay, this is a documentary I shot during the pandemic. How was it's that? about six Negroes on a tour bus uh-huh. traveling 10 cities during the COVID pandemic wow. in the Donald Trump election. Oh, yes. Um, well, not the Donald Trump election, the Donald Trump uh, 
what was the past election? So, right around the January 6th yeah, attack, fine, attack yeah. on the Capitol and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, we visit 10 like black cities during the pandemic as black artists, creatives, and we just go and see what's taking place out there on the streets. No. And then we collect all the data and we say, well, how can we come back to the city of Hartford, Connecticut with this information? and um, improve our own city as far as racial equity and stuff. But it's called Black Art Hills because a lot of it is based on um, art. Right. And how people were expressing themselves at the time while this uh, global infection is taking mm -hmm. place, how this racial reckoning is taking, taking place. And um, all this isolation is also taking place. So... It's just this mix and this election that's taking place, which is very crucial. And it's one of the most like traumatic, but healing, but exciting times of my life. Mm. Right, right, right. You've and been it's a, on YouTube if you just want to watch it. You've been an activist. It's so interesting to me because it's like, there was a time when they didn't want to be like seen like that. Like he'd be, he'd be out there, you know, directing and stuff, but he was trying to be out there with the crowds and stuff. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> he wasn't, no, he wasn't trying to do that, you know? Well, I struggle with the term activist sometimes. Yeah. But I feel like it's a strong word. But, and but, I don't feel like what yeah. I've done has, like, changed laws. It hasn't, like... You haven't done that but yet. But it's done impact in a different way. But you haven't done that yet. It's yet. So, right now, I'm settling for advocate. Advocate. Okay. Okay. I'm settling for advocate, and I'm settling for visionary. But that's the other word is up there on the table when it when it when gets there. Time comes. Yeah, because yeah. I mean everything takes time. Every, you know you you know, but what you're doing, what I've already seen, is already it's like it's one work that a lot of people have done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know. push this out. Well, that's Black Art Hills on YouTube. You can search it if you want to watch. Yeah, it's a good way to like. It triggers when people watch it. It triggers these. This time stamp within mm -hmm. us that everybody can relate to it seems like you know you have those turning points throughout history so like we right. had 9 11 that like kind right. of changed history right this pandemic like changed history mm -hmm. and when you talk to people they're like oh was this before or after the pandemic and they're like oh it's before the pandemic sometimes so <laughs> or it's after the pandemic it's like that's their way of of time change. There's sometimes I feel like the, it was like the blip happens for real. Mm. Like that 2020, that whole thing was like to be the blip because I feel like everything was so, everything lost. We lost a lot of, lost a lot of time and everything mm -hmm. during that time frame. So when you think of like going over the years, you kind of skip it in a way, or you just like those two years, like, oh yeah, that was during that time. Mm -hmm. You know, people get older, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, if you're listening, I'm showing him a picture of a painting I drew. It's just of some ganja, some weed. Yes. And it says April 20. And um, I just painted this because marijuana was being legalized at the time. Yeah. And that was my way of expressing myself. I just found out that there's a... Uh, <laughs> I just found out the other day that there was a cannabis shop. Oh. At the Parkville station. Of course. Park, I did not even notice that. It's all parked mm -hmm. over there. So I could go to the food mart, you know, the, the marketplace. So oh. I did not even know. Well, for me, it was about honoring our ancestors who basically all were died and incarcerated for possession of marijuana. I still think and now they should let those people out. 
Right. They should not should only they let them out, they should pay them reparations. I mean, I look at it, it was illegal at the time. Yeah, so. At least give them that. Like, just let them out so they can start. They need to clean their record. They need to give them some reparations. And the only reason it was illegal is because they couldn't profit off of it. I now mean, that they can profit off of it, it's... I mean, it's just like prohibition. Up. It's right. prohibition, same mm-hmm. thing, too. Uh, so I ended up recording a song, April 20. So what do you like doing more? Because I remember, yes, you still do music. So what what feeds the hunger now? Like, is it... I look at it as... I look at it less as... Bowl for what? Well, I look at it less as being a filmmaker and being a musician and being a painter or whatever. I look at it less as that now. I look at it more as like storytelling. Mm. I like to be a person who can tell stories that are like resonate with people. Mm -hmm. Would you ever, because I'm still waiting for you to make some books. Well, yeah, I thought about making a children book. Because you got really good skills in like depicting things and painting a story. Mm you know verbally like you're really so, good at it you're really he's really good like i said with the with the script that i had i i gotta find it but he painted everything out so perfectly that i was already like enthralled and it, like wanted more <laughs> and i was like i you know it it wasn't the final it wasn't the final product it didn't, we get that we didn't have budget but you want to see a it was you want to see it was there. illustration yes sir for a children's book this goes with a children's book. But I always thought, definitely, I could see you being an author, you know. Oh. Well, the children's book I'm working on now is because recently we had the 25th anniversary of this holiday in the gay community. It's called Transgender Day of Remembrance. Okay. That's another thing I was going to ask you about. The... And it's, um, it's basically like a day of... Uh, well, a day of remembrance mm-hmm. for those that we've lost to um, transgender violence. Right. But those who are the, the people who are at highest um, risk of anti-transgender violence are usually black trans women. Because mm-hmm. you've got being trans and then you've got racism on top of being trans. So, right, right, right. I, I would love to get a trans person on the show just to like we're talking now because you don't have, they don't have to be trans just to talk about them. I mean, no, but I just wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. get that point, that point of view, like, mm-hmm. and like, so it's just all about like, education, right. you know, because uh, I'll, you know, I feel like, you know, I feel like the, I would like to have that representation. Of course, you know, the right representation. But they have to be qualified. Just them being trans doesn't mean that they're telling so that means- information that's like. You know how we say like, oh, we should support black-owned business, right? And then people just throw their money at black-owned businesses, mm-hmm. but they have to be good black-owned businesses. Oh, so you mean like a qualified black-owned business? Yes. So uh, I get just that. because a person's trans or just because a person's gay or lesbian doesn't mean that they're the expert on those topics. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I always, I was, because I'm still learning. That's the one thing I'm still trying to figure it out. Trying to mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. that part, like I can understand certain mm-hmm. things. So if someone says, with "Oh, that. there's this victim narrative," like, "Oh, you're not gay, so you'll never understand. You don't have a right to talk about it." Mm-hmm. So that's like some very victim, right, point of view to come in, right? Rather than saying, "Oh, actually, yes, let me hear what this person has to say." Mm-hmm. Because they could be bringing a different and unique perspective to the conversation. Right. Right, right, right. But not everybody has that 
sense of uh, community, not everybody has that sense of uh, stepping out of their righteousness, not mm -hmm. everyone has that sense of stepping out of their victimhood and the world revolving around them 24-7. Right. So they're not, you know what I mean? So don't just pit them on the show just because they're trans. Oh, no, not just. Pit them on the show just because like, they are actually like. You know, to ask questions, ask, you know, right, ask, right, right. you know, ask the questions that, you know, to learn, to, you know, certain things. Because I'm still confused a certain way. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I can understand people identifying, you know. Of and, course, right. And this and that. But sometimes I feel like some of it getting out of place. I don't, I don't like. Not, I don't, the trans community has like, problems just like I'm the like, community. I'm, the gay community has problems, not, just like the black community. The black that's community what I'm has to problems, say, like, just like the Latino community. Like, the yeah. Latinos have problems, just like the Asians. <laughs> but like, no gonna, one's off the hook here. Yo, what I'm saying, because you know, like, women have problems. The yeah. men have problems. Because my thing is always, like, <laughs> I'm, I could get if you're already in, you, you did a transition and, you know, more power to you. You did it. You wanted to do something. You, this is what you feel in your heart. This is you. Mm -hmm. If it makes you happy, fine. The only ones I just never understood for me mm -hmm. was like, if I'm looking at you and you like, you know, like this, you're a guy. I'm looking at you as a guy. You just you mean they haven't. They uh, haven't transitioned. They, they, they're not even. Well, they're at us. They're at a, a certain aesthetic. Like they just say, I'm an identifier. They're at a certain aesthetic in their transness. They're at a certain aesthetic in their transition. But some of them don't want to transition. They just like aesthetic. Well, all that should be avoided. And yeah. probably this is where like cancel culture comes in. Yeah. And that's another thing. But, cancel culture um, is such a thing. Right. It's like when all you really want to be avoided yeah. if people could just be trans, right? Mm -hmm. Not trans man, not trans woman, but just be happy being trans. Mm -hmm. It's only once we apply this this kind of binary man and woman thing to it that we now have to fit right. into this perception of what a woman should be. We have to fit into this perception of what a man should be. But we already have man and woman, so what's wrong with just being trans? It, 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 it's funny too because I just want people. More, I just try to be more. Well, I want to be more transparent. The whole point of being the trans, honesty, you know, with everyone. My, you know, the it's, gay community hates when I say this, but the whole point to me of being trans was to transcend gender. Mm -hmm. So why are we applying men and women to it when you transcend gender? Mm -hmm. You had man and woman, which was already established. And now you have trans, this third thing mm -hmm. that transcends gender. Right. Right. Because I feel like even with the... But now you've got trans people saying trans women are women. And it's like, we really hate ourselves that much. We can't just be trans and happy. That's the, one of the things that's, I, to me, when you, when you say that part, and I'm like, but they also like, I feel like kind of disrespect, some of them are disrespecting just more women, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and like, yes, some women can't have kids. That's true. That's right, right, right. But don't but forget this. What's wrong with just being a trans woman? Yeah, you what's can do wrong that. With being a trans man, you don't need to be a woman or a man because that's not your experience. Right. You don't have a menstrual cycle. You don't have, you know, it's just you don't have a um, period. Right. So if that's not your experience, what's wrong with just you, being a trans woman? Because now you're saying that you're the woman and she's mm -hmm. 
the woman no. that the, that the actual born woman is a cis woman. Right. Right. So all that cis shit, just throw all that out. What is that? You don't gotta right. That's <laughs> all. So that's the victim thing, right? Yes. Yes. I don't need the term cis man, right? Because my gender doesn't need to be affirmed. Mm. When you tell straight people that they're cis, you're saying that their gender needs to be aff affirmed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It's it's for trans people to navigate through this affirmation thing. If you need your gender to be affirmed and you need to be a trans woman, right? then do that for you. You don't need to apply that to someone who's not struggling with their gender identity. Right. That's just... And, and cause I look at certain things and I observe, I'm like, so when people are like when i see a, a a lesbian and she's the she's the dominant one she's the male mm -hmm. she pretends she not pretends but she take on that male role of being mm -hmm. the macho one she expresses she's masculinity. masculinity yeah trans masculine yeah and then like and it's the same thing with male with males it's it, they pull both mm -hmm. roles and do the same thing mm -hmm. the guys the male the females when they're when they're gay they, they take on those roles but then I notice now, just in the straight world, like they say, "Oh, you're too masculine, so you can't be too you can't because now it's toxic masculinity." <laughs> <laughs> but then again, if you do, if you uh -huh. don't, so when you don't do certain things because you want to be perceived as toxic masculinity, mm -hmm. now it's like that's why I'm having a dog. Yeah. <laughs> a this dog is why. This right. is why this is gonna be important. This is gonna be cool because now, now when you don't want to show that you don't want to, you don't want to be toxic. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, oh, you're a punk. Well, let me show you. you. This is a flag. So it's like because... all confusing. That's like that's why I think the dialogue is always needed with everybody. Absolutely, it's absolutely needed. And this flag is what? So this is a flag I designed. You designed this. Yeah, I designed okay. this. Flag. Okay. So you make flags too. So, well, I didn't mean to design this. It was so needed. He's also a, he's a jack of all trades. Okay. No way. Okay. I'm a visionary. Okay. Visionary. Okay. This so flag. Well, we have a transgender flag. Okay. Which is just pink, white, and blue. Okay. okay. Boy colors, girl colors, and neutral colors. And there's nothing wrong with that flag. It's right. actually very pretty. It's beautiful. And it represents this, you know, uh, society's concept of gender. Mm -hmm. Pink, blue, and white is neutral. And mm -hmm. we like that flag, you know? Yeah, I, I have no dislike towards that. Right. But because Black trans women specifically are usually as the most when it comes to anti-transgender violence, right? right? They're the ones who are killed the most. People mm -hmm. never... Um, a lot of times the killers are never found. Mm. Um, they're at high risk of like domestic violence and abuse and stuff. Okay. Now that's not every black trans woman's story. Right. But you know, when it just comes to documented cases, um, we needed a holiday 25 years ago saying, hey, these girls, they're being killed. They're being murdered. We have to do something about this. So. Right. They came up with Transgender Day of Remembrance. So I, so okay. I never knew this. Uh, it's never... Right, because it's something that we as queers, just, it's amongst ourselves. Gosh, which is fine. Okay. Um, But so, I live in Hartford, Connecticut. 
and I'm born in Hartford, Connecticut. Right. And I'm a black man. Mm -hmm. And black bodies are important to me because uh, obviously I'm black. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, um, so that on top of me also being gay mm -hmm. and a lot of my mentors being trans women, black trans women for the most part, it's like these things hit home for me. Yeah. And what no one talks about is the irony that the girl who was killed in 1998, which Transgender Day of Remembrance is built on, mm -hmm. she wasn't the only murder. There were murders that led up to her. No, she's but she's kind of like the George Floyd. Oh, yes. You know, where there's all this police brutality yes. up to George Floyd. Yeah. Where there, there were all these trans murders, usually trans women of color leading up to a girl named Rita Hester. Mm. And Rita Hester is actually born in Hartford. Okay. Right. And every year the gay community celebrates Transgender Day of Remembrance, right? Mm. And no one really talks about how Rita is from Hartford, the city where I live, the city where I'm a black person in Hartford, my people being killed. Mm. No one talks about that. So it was the 25th anniversary and I was like, oh, this is still happening. Black trans women are still being uh, killed yeah. at the highest rate. We're doing this memorial event. Oh, we need a flag that represents us. Yeah. So instead, well, I just put a bunch of black in the center. <laughs> but it's a dope flag though. Well, thank you. Right. It's a dope flag. Now, it's familiar to the gay community because this little triangle. Yeah. We have a rainbow flag that has the black, brown, blue, pink, and white triangle in it. Except usually the rest of this is the rainbow stripes. Right. Okay. So I just kind of took what was already familiar to us, not straying too far away from home. Right. And pinning the triangle on both sides. And then in the center of the flag, it's kind of like an hourglass. Kind of like the essence it's of the, time. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, see yeah, that, yeah. I see mm -hmm. it. So this is the trans legacy flag. And it just says, you know, it's honoring our history and everything we've been through, especially as being black bodies. That's that amazing. Like, uh... Then the flag ended up going viral and then it ended up being raised on Pratt Street downtown. And then that ended up on the news. And then that ended up at this art show I was having. This guy's making changes. <laughs> He's really being bashful. But I, mean, I didn't mean to do it. You didn't, you didn't mean to try to make a change in the world. I mean, I meant to make a change, but I didn't think that it was going to see the recognition. Like you're underselling the yourself. Recognition that I you're really underselling yourself, bro. Oh, okay. You're like, you're just like, mm -hmm. he's, just, he's doing all these little things. But actually winning at the same time. <laughs> you know, like you're winning. You're doing great things. Mm -hmm. And you're doing things that But all of us are winning, you know. Yeah, but you're you're doing something, but for what you're doing, you're helping like that little boy on the bus see those things as he gets older and it helps him and then you know, and other kids like him and other people who probably who's not there yet. Mm, right, and, right, right. You know, you're giving them something to look at because not everybody had that, you know. Mm -hmm. you, you know, so it's just like you're giving, you're opening that path, you know, like that doorway. Well, to I like, hope so, but it helps me too, Hill. Yeah, it helps me because I struggled a lot too. I didn't always know what 
being transmit. I always was biased about gender. I was, you know, I had my moments of transphobia and not understanding, you know. Mm. But all yeah. this has helped me um, get some insight. And then all a lot of this has helped me see what's kind of wrong with the trans movement too, as well. Right. And like, some of the things that I kind of had to step back from that I could see being kind of like counterproductive yeah you know, for us as a whole so see i didn't mm -hmm. know too much about things like, shout out to give to casey uh i didn't know too much about trans and i like because he put me on to rupaul drag race mm -hmm. i thought he Who's was casey? All, oh he was my uh my co-worker from uh connecticut trip man when i one of my Is old trans man no he's he's a gay man oh a gay man but he he watched rupaul drag race and he you put right. me on i never watched it at the time and i'm like oh this was pretty good Okay, it's funny. Okay, cool. I didn't understand drag. Drag. I thought it was trans. But I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. He probably on game about the whole thing. Drag is like an expression of gender. Yeah, and like gender expression. And I didn't know that you could actually be straight and you be female and do drag too. I didn't know that either. Um, you can be, but it's the novelty wears wears off. Yeah, because when people, RuPaul is one of those people that um has become very successful so people are bitter towards rupaul in the gay mm. community a lot oh, of people wow. are jealous of rupaul a lot of people are bitter towards rupaul see i didn't a know where rupaul was rupaul didn't earn where rupaul is at currently but rupaul oh. has earned their see, place i never knew where rupaul in pop culture when i was a kid i had heard of rupaul i saw right i heard of rupaul too but i, I didn't think, know who rupaul was. i didn't know what this person did. I know it was a singer, or an actor, or whatever. <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't. I like RuPaul is this person. I guess it's just, all I knew is the name, and then I also saw when he's not in the makeup, Ooh. and they're like, "Oh, okay." But still, you can put two together. I'm being know? time conscious because we're like an hour in. Oh yeah, you know, we're sorry. here an hour. Um, <laughs> here we go. Was this? Was this? Ephraim Adams Uprising, 1969. Mm -hmm. On CD. Well, right, because no one listens to CDs anymore. <laughs> but this is music I made during the pandemic. Uprising 1969. Ephraim Adams, but it's designed after the what logo? Oh, I know you're talking about parental advisory. No, it's designed after the Black Lives Matter logo. Oh, I, I, I thought it was parental advisory. You know, the Black Lives Matter with the white and the black. You know. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I can't stand. I you. thought that was. I thought the concept was parental advisory. Looking like when you Google Ephraim Adams Uprising 1969, you're gonna see this <laughs> logo album cover that embodies the uh, influence of the Black Lives Matter logo. But it's pitting 1969 Uprising because that was also the Stonewall riots. And the Stonewall oh, riots okay. is when police officers would come into the bars, the gay bars, mm -hmm. and beat the crap out of the gay people. Oh, and police brutality is why we, then following year after that happened, they started having pride festivals. Mm -hmm. It's like, so like the modern uh, liberation front of pride is based wow. off these moments of police brutality. Like the Compton cafeteria was another riot before the Stonewall riots. It's where they the police went to a cafe um, and beat up a bunch of trans women. Okay, so you have a similarity there, right? Where it comes to black people, yes, the yes, police, yes. 
and gay people with the police, right? Mm -hmm. So this is music that kind of like combines both and and says, uh, hey, uh, this whole racism thing is nothing new because, hey, you gay folks, we went through it too. Right. Let's make the connection so that we can work together in this. But of course you have racism in the gay community and no one wants to work together. <laughs> Jeez. That's a lot to unpack there too. There's more this within the groups? Yes, all that whole rainbow thing is fake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nope, we've got genderism and sexism and misogyny and racism in the gay community. Yeah, we sure do. This is why colorism, it's, all the things. It's, a, it's like the only thing in my head where, like, I always thought, like, <laughs> like when people would be like saying things about black, like, like black people, gay people, and everything, and like, why y'all keep like they don't never bother nobody? They'd be mm -hmm. happy. Mm -hmm. If we was more happy like that, we would we, no, you know, no, we probably be happy fine. over here. No, don't you say that? But I'm like, that was always my take. Is like fake news. That whole <laughs> taste the rainbow Skittles thing. Everybody, everybody seems so happy over there. <laughs> like, like, why can't we be happy like them? They are free. They are. They are who I mean, they we're are. Free in terms of our. They're, they they enjoy each other's like you know they we're aloof in ways that straight men can't be yeah okay because then y'all will be gay <laughs> that'll be that so gay stuff so we have yeah. a little bit more freedom in that I can play with this pink doll you know oh well he's gay so you know that's gay see I think <laughs> I think with me doing cosplay and doing y'all barely have freedom with this blue one <laughs> see i think with me being being a game like that i'm not the biggest thing but being a nerd so i can watch these shows and mm -hmm. like the animes and stuff and being a toy collector it just it opens that window like oh i can say have a p of a statue of a sailor moon or oh right, where, yeah. you know and not looked at as any type of thing like mm -hmm. oh because he likes the anime and stuff. Right, right. But no one's going to think otherwise. Like, mm -hmm. But, you know, mm -hmm. I could do that. If I wasn't, then it's like, why oh, you got that Sailor Moon? Mm -hmm. Right, right. You right, know, right. like, I don't get it. Why you got that? So, <laughs> you know, it had. You can put Sailor Moon in this room and blend. It literally will. It literally. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> it, will, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it all makes sense. And I, I have thought about buying a uh, Sailor Moon. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it all out. makes sense. Um, just want to say, oh, do you think this man has done a lot over the years? And I'm just, I'm just, just proud, of, just proud that you, you don't do what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I wasn't always this way. It took me a while. To it grow. took you. Now, mind you, when, <laughs> when, like, you came out, I, I was like, okay, cool. But I, 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 I want to tell you, I, I did not want to unfriend you. On Facebook. Oh, you didn't want to unfriend me? No, but you I'm kept so adding, you kept you kept tagging me in the videos of butt shaking. <laughs> and it is like I, I was so conflicted. Perk bitch, you a bottom and all that. All of that. <laughs> and I'm like, I had like people I had people hit like, hey, what's this you tagged in? They were like, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? I was like, can't take it, Ephraim. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, okay, Ephraim, come on now. Come on, man. You're like you can add, you can do your thing, but you can just you don't gotta tag me in it. I want you. You, you can promote, but you gotta tag I me in support. it. I can what? support you. <laughs> I will support all day every day you for you. You want to see no gay shit? I just, 
I, I can be like, okay, that's him. That's what mm-hmm. he likes. That's over there. That's. Mm-hmm. But I don't need nobody to see that on my page. Right. But oh, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not putting porn on my page. You know, being you're an ally, you don't want your allyness to people think that you're gay. <laughs> A little bit of that, I guess. It's okay. We're but also. Also, but my thing is, I mean, also, it's hard to have a gay friend because then everybody's gonna think that you're gay, and then no, blah, you know blah, what? Blah, no, blah, blah. it's not. It's not. I no, it's. I think. Well, for the era I grew up in, right. looking back, yeah, if you had a gay friend, people assumed that maybe you're gay too. Oh, you down with that homo stuff and blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. that wasn't right. You right. know, people should be able to support what they support, and not. Uh, I remember one time when I was coming out or after I was out, I was doing this program where um, black men, we uh, post about why it's important to uh, combat HIV, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not HIV positive, but someone inboxed me saying, oh, um, I can't talk to you now because you're HIV positive. And oh. I'm like, when did I say I was HIV positive? <laughs> All I said is I support people who are going through this. Yeah. And we need to see change. Yeah. But they assumed that that meant that I must be HIV positive. Right. And that I'm supporting this because it's something that I'm personally going through. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Usually people do support things that they are passionate about or right. whatever. But it was like, it goes into that whole thing of like, oh, you can't support this because this isn't your what, what you're going through. This isn't your identity. You don't have a you can't yeah. speak on this. But no, I should be able to show up and serve people selfishly through what they're going through and mm-hmm. put what I'm going through aside so that I can give this person my attention. Right. Hear what they're saying and support them on what they need support yeah. on. Now I didn't know too much. I mean I was, we always knew about HIV, AIDS, all that stuff mm-hmm. here and there and stuff, but I didn't really understand, like, really took the time to, like, really understand about it until, like, my ex-girlfriend, she put me on to the, um, the FX show. Um, you looking like this, like, what in the world am I Like, like the FX, what's the FX show? The, it was, uh, about the drag queens, the... What? <laughs> it, was, it was, um... Oh, a drag queen told you about HIV? Yeah, it was, a, <laughs> it, was a, it was a it was a pretty good show. It's uh it was a, it's, I think it's on Netflix now too, oh. but um it was it had to deal with trans uh, transgender uh character a couple of transgender character uh oh, gay character representation. Uh, it's just the black dude. He's he was on Glee. He sings. I can't even think of his name, but um but I didn't know at the time how they was doing it because it's set in the eighties. Oh, okay. But they were like when people were dying from AIDS and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They were like. This is at New York. They just put unmarked graves like on this island and just like, oh, another one died. Another mm. one, another one died. It just dumped there. No real memorial. No, no memorial. Just a whole thing of graves. No names. Just wooden boxes for bodies. Mm. And I didn't know it was like that. And it made me understand more. Yeah, and I had a lot of prejudice. Yeah, and I and I ended up looking up, like watching documentaries about, especially during that time with the AIDS epidemic, mm-hmm. HIV in the gay community. I didn't know, of course, how they bad. didn't care because it was affecting gay people. Yeah, I didn't know how bad it was. Treated. No one, no one cared until straight people started. No one cared. I think no one cared until Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, right. got, oh, yeah. got he HIV. Played he played a big role, but from before that, and you know how many yeah. gay. Um, Accusations, gay accusations, he got. Yeah, and right. it just 
yeah, because that was the stigma. Mm-hmm. You were gay, you got AIDS or HIV, you were, no. so you're gay. And that's not yeah, how the case. Right, right. But watching it unfold in the show and how people were getting treated, mm-hmm. you just don't know until you, mm-hmm. you get shown. And no one wanted to hug them. Right. 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 And like, I remember like sitting here with my accent, it was just like, that was our show to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was every Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever. We'd get there, watch it, you know, or mm-hmm. try to watch it later. But that's why this whole COVID thing is just like, are we still really gonna do this thing where like, yeah. oh, um, oh well, you're Asian, you must have COVID, you know? Like, really? Are we really still doing this? <laughs> I'm, I'm just mad. At, I'm just mad that people are wearing masks now, mm. when nobody wanted to wear masks in the first place. <laughs> but now it's okay. Everybody want to wear ski masks. Now I'm still trying to figure that out. Well, like that was a fashion thing, but nobody wanted to wear one before. Well, that's more of the kids being emo now. They don't want to be. Oh, want to be no, these are grown. Some of these people are grown. Oh, grown and funky and money. It, 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 <laughs> um, but yes, but oh, yeah. you you being you and do what you need to do and getting yourself out there and making awareness for others too. Like I applaud that. You oh. know what I'm saying? And I'm all for people being themselves, especially like like me. I mean, Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all do about you do that. the same with your podcast and the stuff you do? Because the first episode I clicked on was something about black representation in in, in either comics or games or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, right, right. And I was like, oh, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, good. Then yeah, I'll be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, and you just talking some mess. Oh no, see, no, I'm always want to put stuff out there. <laughs> I have nieces and I have a nephew, and I'm just like. For them, especially, you know, I want them to be like be able to put something out that I know I did. Even though you got all this crazy stuff out there mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. I still want to be able to put something out that they can know that hey, there's something positive out there. My uncle's doing something, you know. Right, right. I'm shining light to other things. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I feel like having you on is a, is such a important situation. Um, wow. because it shines light. You know, shines the light to everything. Right, let's get through it. What is this one? So let's because we all learn hours. Hours. And we gotta be But that's what the, that's the beauty of a podcast. Listen, and it's my an show. <laughs> and it's my show. All right, go ahead. Shorten this. What's going on? Uh, race play. Race play. This is the one that gets people because we're not allowed to talk about sex. No, we're not a- allowed to talk about race. Yep. So now we're talking about them together. So now, if you guys listening, <laughs> if you're listening, it just says race plays a picture, and it has a, uh, a old, uh, actually a historical famous picture. I forgot his name, but Will Smith played him in a movie. What? Uh, this guy, yeah, this guy, Will Smith played this character in a movie. No, what? Boy, you way off. Right there. Okay, the album I'm cover just says the race play. And as a nerd, you should see, you should know. What oh yeah, and the and inspired by the. Uh, the, the the jungle book is it the jungle what? book this is this cover the, the matrix oh. <laughs> <laughs> come on really you really come on man the, right so the cover is race play and green matrixy looking letters yep and you've got the matrix coding kind of coming down and hidden in the text there's some sub messages that you probably wouldn't notice unless you're looking at it oh okay uh huh. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, so. Right. I mean, Which is okay. kind of a sub. So most people don't notice it when they're looking at it for the first time. So when you say the race play, uh huh, explain. 
Well, I'm talking about race. Like, I'm talking but, about race and a format for that's going to kind of be in a playwriter's form. Okay. Right? Because race and play. So I already know when people read this title, race play, what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm capitalizing off of that. Okay. And that they're going to go in. Yes, it is about that subject, but not in the way that they think it is. Okay. And then I'm banking on it that when they get to the end of it, that they're left with some thoughtful ideas. Okay. And with the, uh, one of the songs is called All Whores Aboard. And this picture, his name is Whipped Peter. He's a slave and he's kind of a George Floyd of his time. Yeah, that's the one, um, this this is the person that Will Smith played in the movie. I'm going to have to fact check you on that because i never no. heard of that. I've never yeah. heard of no Will Smith playing with Peter. It's the one that's on Apple. <laughs> it's a black and white movie. I'll check. Like I said, I'll fact check that. You go ahead. Go ahead. But with Peter was his, his photo, this portrait of him was taken and his photo started circulating the northern states, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons that they finally said that slavery was bad for black people because they saw the whiplashes on his back and stuff Mm -hmm. and they realized how violent slavery was okay and so he started to get the northern states to talk about the abolishment of slavery so he's kind of like a george floyd floyd how george floyd made everybody finally after years and years of police brutality talk about police brutality well also it was on recording Right, so, and so that's, right. Know. So that's the irony. His picture was taken and yeah. floated around. It went viral right. for his time period. <laughs> went viral. But went race viral. play overall talks about my experience as a black man and what does it mean. Okay, well you can't show all this now. Oh, we can't show this. This no, is this, this is going to be on YouTube. Oh, not this part. We can't show this. So, so like, this one I have that's marked out. This one. Okay, yeah, that's tamer of this one. Yeah. So race play talks about if you're a black man and the Mandingo experience and what that means for you. That's that. Okay. Race play talks about what it means to be a white woman, damsel in distress, surrounded by the BBC culture. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. like the the girl, the white girl on the couch with a a bunch of black dudes behind her. Of course. Right, right, right. It talks about all the tropes, all the uh, I think they literally just the did fetishization, but it does it in this way that's because um, I don't want to give too much about the album. It's something that people need to listen to on their okay. own. But it does it. I'm banking on your first thoughts mm. of all those things. Okay. And then you listen to it, and you're gonna say, "Darn it, he tricked me." And it's really a test for yourself. Mm. Right, right, right. So, so it's playing on like what you know and you think you know. So you got to do some inner gives, work yourself. And then it gives you kind of like this M. Night Shalomar ending where you're like, oh. Shalomar. <laughs> M. Night, that's M. Night Shalomar. It gives you this, uh, who's the other one? Jordan Peele ending and you're <laughs> like, crap. <laughs> okay. But no, it's just, you know, I'm a black man. I'm gay on top, but, you know, I'm a black man. So. You're getting the black man experience and what that means for us as men who really, we don't really talk about these things. 
the history behind it. And then it challenges our implicit biases with our attraction to like whiteness and stuff. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. That plays there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you can make the thing. Yeah, it's the most explicit, uh, lyrically explicit content I've ever recorded. Well, sometimes you got to push the button to like, <laughs> if you really want to be heard and like mm -hmm. really want to like start some, start the, the conversation, mm -hmm. you have to, even if it's, I mean, people have, have done it in the past and right, right, right. they haven't had to go really explicit too much because mm -hmm. it wasn't a lot to be said. So they could just say little, yeah, like a little bit. Yeah, because it's all over the internet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. so as I look around at all these toys and stuff, I think about like when I was young, I used to hate my natural hair. I didn't consider myself desirable. I wanted to play with the white toys, the Batmans and Supermans. I didn't want to be the black characters because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be what society quote unquote said was normal. Right. You know what you, I mean? You mentioned that earlier about the, internalizing that if, stuff. Did I have like the white face? Oh, did you go through this stage where you wanted to be white? Yeah, and right. and I as soon as you said that about the hair, I had a flashback just now of me getting a perm. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I wanted to. So I was I was in high school, and everybody's you know predominantly black and Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily being white. It was like I wanted my hair to be like the Puerto Rican dudes, Puerto oh, Rican dudes, right, right, right. because the hair grew faster and it was like long. It was all mm -hmm. you know cooler, and it. As soon as I got the permit, it's like I felt like oh, this was Corey from no uh Sean from Boy Beats World. That was the first thing I like. <laughs> he he always he had the hair and I was like mm -hmm. but then I paid the price for having a perm in high school. There's this moment but where that's all the stories where all kids go through but this uh yeah. I don't know if you know what the doll test is. Yes, uh they they give it to uh, a baby, right? Two kids. So they give the kids a white doll and a black doll. And which one they like the most. And they'll ask the kids questions. Which doll is the pretty doll? Yeah. And the kids always said that the white doll is the pretty one. Which doll right. is the smart doll? The kids always said smart doll. So anything positive, they associate with whiteness. Mm -hmm. Anything negative, they associate with the black doll. Right. In this experiment done by the Clarks in the 1940s, helped in segregation in schools. Well, they realized that black children specifically were um, internalizing white supremacy and racism. So it showed how racism affects our self-esteem, which is why we go through this period where like we don't always like our hair. We don't always like our nose or we want to have Eurocentric beauty standards. Right. Yeah. And then that's reinforced by like all the cartoons being white, all the movies being white, all the characters being white. Right. So when I say, hey, did you ever own a black doll growing up? Yeah. That question is very controversial to people. Well, what do you mean? And of course, you know, and I'm not racist and da 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 Right. But for black people specifically, I think, <sighs> when I look at someone like, I hate to say it, but when I look at like a Michael Jackson or a little Kim, mm. I understand them completely. Yeah. And like the change of their appearance and some of the, oh. I, I have to say excuses for their appearance, but I don't judge them for it well, because I understand exactly what they're going I look at like, well, Michael Jackson had Vitiligo. Hmm? Michael Jackson had Vitiligo though. 
Yeah, no, he had that on top, which was true. Yeah, but then he also had. But I think the dog test explains someone like a Michael Jackson who was born during explain? the Motown era. What explains kids? An era of segregation and stuff and how that can be internalized. Right. I definitely see that. Whether it's true or not, I don't know because mm-hmm. I'm not Michael Jackson and only Michael Jackson can tell it's true. That. But from the outside looking in as a person who is uh, we have a way of like judging each other just for being products of racism as black people yeah yeah we tend to judge each other just for being products of racism but how about no how about people are going through healing people are going through um you know working on their self-esteem working Mm -hmm. on their self-confidence and we should embrace them and hug them and encourage them not put them down on top right you know what i'm saying right 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 so yeah, I went through a stage until, you know, for a long time, I'm sure my mom was like, oh, he needs some black films. He needs some black movies. He needs to know that he matters and his identity is black. He's beautiful and all those things, you know. So now I'm like drawing my hair out for the first time. I'm doing a lot of things that like. Wow. Yeah. Are you, that I, get, are you about to get braids? Are you gonna yeah, get... I, I want to get box braids. Ah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, don't do that. I'm yeah. not light skinned enough. No, you twist. <laughs> it really depends on how the length of your hair is. But like, like the past couple years, I was like, oh, I don't want to be, you know, I want to be Blade for Halloween. I want to be uh, Black Power Ranger for Halloween. I want to be Black characters for Halloween and stuff. And I tried to like get other mm-hmm. Black men to, uh, be with me but because black men all all of us as black men are going through our own journey right, right. navigating through it we didn't necessarily show up for the way for each other in the way that mm. i was hoping okay. you know what i mean but that's but we didn't have the stall conversation yet right so i was expecting i i made a party called black dudes rock <laughs> thinking that all the gay black men were going to show up and support each other yeah. and be able to talk with each other and we're in this fight together but i forgot that oh black men are going through the same gay black men are going through the same things that i went through right yeah you know i mean gay black men are working on self-esteem like i went through you know what i mean so we're not always confident and ready enough to show up for each other you know i was just watching a um interview the other day uh uh with saucy santana mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like him. He's funny. He's funny as <laughs> hell, man. I like him. Like, this boy, I'm like, mm-hmm. he cool. Like, I, because I, I like that he's himself. Right, right, right. He's, right, right. Un- he's unapologetically himself, mm-hmm. 100%. He, you know, like, all that. So mm-hmm. it's like. I love he, Saucy, too. Saucy yeah. Santana. He, but he, they asked him if you, you know, if you were to have a child, have a son, would you want him to be gay? Uh, who asked that question? This is, <laughs> I think there was a, a, a magazine shoot or something like that. Or would you guys, want him to be gay? Like, would you want him to be, like, it's one of those things like, would you want him to be, yeah, that's good. I don't know how they came up, but the thing is, they asked him. Uh-huh. And he said, me, he's like, no, I would, I'd rather him be, be straight. Mm-hmm, right. Because he doesn't, and he, he doesn't like, want he, his he life really, to be harder. Yeah, he, he, like, he did. So as he did say, like, he wouldn't matter either way. 
mm-hmm. you know, if, you know, his son was gay straight. But you know, yeah, like you said, it was a lot hard. It was so much hard for him to Never be gay, straight, black. Uh-huh. Just don't want that, you know. Uh-huh. So that was his thing on it, right? Which I can understand, you know. Right. So, so with me, I'm the same way. You don't questions like that are trying to be problematic. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking for tea and shade and juicy cover story. See, I don't think it was because I think it was the, the, I'll the conversation was people used to say, "Oh, uh-huh. um, oh, the debate is: Are you born gay, or is it something you choose?" Right, right, right. And uh, people like to do this whole choosing thing to make themselves feel like they have power over a person. Mm-hmm. But the reality for me is, I mean, I knew I was gay at six or seven. And um, so when I became old enough to um, understand it, I did everything in my power to not be gay or try to oh, okay. convince myself I was not gay. Okay because I didn't want my life to be hard. Right. I was already black. Or harder. Right, harder, right. Yeah. I'm already dealing with racism. Why do I want to deal with homophobia on top? top So why would I choose a life that's going to be harder for myself? Mm -hmm. No one chooses a life that's going to be harder for them. People want to, I wanted to be like the quote unquote normal kids. Right. You know what I mean? Because you want to fit into what's normal, quote unquote normal. So yeah, I dated girls trying to, well, maybe hoping and praying that maybe I'm not gay. I tried watching straight porn, praying and hoping that maybe I won't be gay, you know, because I didn't want to have to deal with being different. (laughs) When you were dealing with women, did did you just feel like this ain't working for me? Right, because it's like, oh, you're, you're being, it's almost puts you in like in this state of desperation. Yeah. You know, well, maybe if I date some girls, I won't be gay anymore. Right, right. Maybe it'll cure me. Right. And then you've got society on top that feeds into all those narratives anyways. Right. So, of course, yeah, I had my moments of dating girls trying to fit into the status quo. But none of that was working. So I had to like just finally admit and learn mm-hmm. to love myself. Right. But we don't allow people to admit and love themselves. That's true. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, I don't think anyone, or at least in a lot of cases, most people don't choose a life of marginalization. Right. Right, 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 right. And I, I mean, if you, if you choose. Yeah, there are those cases where, oh, you know, I've been dating one gender for so long, and then, you know, it's never really worked out, so I decided to try something different, and da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, that happens, but that's slim to... That's nowhere near the number of people who are just naturally like that six, seven year old who I can already tell. See, this is (laughs) this is why I've noticed in strip club industry, uh, just knowing just from the lesbian side of things, Mm -hmm. is like I see a lot of girls they just date the wrong dudes over and over, Mm -hmm. and they you know you put out you check what you put out. That's a misogyny thing. Oh, you dated the wrong guy, so we can turn you from not being a lesbian into a straight No, no, no. I always say, but I've seen the girls like say, okay, you're a lesbian, okay, cool. But then they go right to go back with the dude again, right after mm-hmm. literally not understanding what they're doing. It was like, do you, do you know if you, like, are you in one, stay in one place, like, you, mm-hmm. if you can, like, to figure you out know, what you want to do. Our sexuality is so much more fluid than that. Yeah. 
and I think it just depends where you are on that. Because I just see some girls that be that just scale. I just see some girls that be like they'll date whatever type of dude, and then they get screwed over or whatever, and they just hop the fence, mm-hmm. you know, and deal with that, but end up still attracted to that same person, mm-hmm. just a different gender. Now, a lot of lesbians are lesbians. Or the same gender, sorry. You know? Yeah. Like, just like girls, but uh, they're still women. And so, a part of being a woman is this womanhood, right? Right. And a part of womanhood could be something like having a child. Mm-hmm. unborn child from your own uterus and vagina, mm-hmm. right? And just because they're lesbians doesn't mean that they don't, they should be banned, barred from. Oh, no. You know what I mean? So a lot of lesbians... It's just like two, if you, if two guys do find a, a male that they want to have kids yeah. with, you know? But that I've doesn't that make too. them less of a lesbian. Okay. I've seen... Do you get what I'm saying? I've seen all the sides. That means they put in the work to achieve what they wanted. Right. Right, but I think <laughs> I think it comes more when as they get older, because when they're young, you're just doing everything and anything. You're just mm-hmm. figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a thing um, before. Uh, it was on, it was on Insecure episode Insecure. I never forget it because girls have that thing of they get tra- they had they were in college. Oh, I was experimenting, mm-hmm. but guys don't have that. No. <laughs> guys don't have that he, at all. So it's like it was, I'm like if he just tried something experimented, why you got to be gay his whole life? But clearly he tried it and said, "Oh, this is not for me." Yeah, right, right. So, right, but right, the right. thing is, on the episode, like this guy was perfect for the chick, like everything. He, you know, and they just had this one conversation. Mm. It's oh, how was high school? You mean college? Just like, she said, "Yes, yeah, she experimented." Said, he said, "Did you really take crazy?" He's like, "You know, I did too. I experimented." And in college too as well. And decided it wasn't for me. Yeah. Right. And she's like, what do you mean? And she just said, but it was all right with her. But when he said it, he did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he's tainted now. Yeah. So it's like, oh, and then now he ta- she talked to her friends and they say, he's like, yeah, he gay. Right. Yeah. So the thing I've learned with the girls and how it's girls, crazy. how girls um are homophobic. Because mm-hmm. girls are homophobic in a different way than guys are homophobic. Yeah, but yeah, like so. If a girl says, "Oh, tell me about your sexual history," to a guy, mm-hmm. and she finds out that a guy experimented with a guy, then he realized it wasn't for him. Right, he's moved on. Now, mind you, he knows he he understands himself more than most people. Right, 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 right. Right. But she's gonna say that he's tainted. He's not man enough, and all this. Right. Exactly. Right. Even though he treats her better than. The guy around the way, even and that's though, what happened. Even she though he's it. more responsible than the guys around the way, even though he has a better job and is more financially secure mm-hmm. than the guys around the way, he's tainted. Right. Okay. And so she rather be with the dude who treats her bad. And really, she had rather be with the guy who's toxic. She rather mm-hmm. be with the guy who's a bum just because. Of yeah. that one little fact. And the thing is, he asked her, you just were just like, experience in college, and that would mean I'm gay. I just tried it, and I didn't like it. Get mm-hmm. it? And she's like, I was just like, so you mean this or that? And she really didn't have an answer. She's like, I just, I just, it's just gay. I'm sorry. It's just gay to me. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, can't, I can't mess with My man can't be. No, he got, like, he just got, he, I know mm-hmm. that he got, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. He, right. The double standard. Right, right, right. But, uh, but also, like, I tell the guys, and I, like, if they ask me about training when I'm at work at the club, um, you're going to get this notion when you're trying to tell people not to do certain things, like, there's no touching the girls. Don't touch. 
Um, late women are the worst. Are the worst culprits of don't touch because a lot of women feel, oh, I got a vagina, I got, a, I got breasts, which means I don't have to consent to anything. Yes. Oh, that's oh, true. it's the biggest one. It's they don't, they will touch, they will kind of fist. It's I've seen it all, mm, mm. and it's like, hey, hey, stop that. Right, right, right. And they will and look at they have me. A path just because they're a woman. Yes, and they will literally look at me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, what you don't like, girls? I'm like, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything, ladies? This is one, this is my job. Two, right. you don't supposed to do that. Right. Nobody else is doing that. Mm-hmm. One, you're over. You're just doing too much. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't mean not like a girl's got to do with me. And again, those it's are professional crazy. victims. Yeah, yeah. Okay, professional the moment victims. happens to them. Yeah. The world's ending, isn't it? And that's one of the things I'm oh, like. Oh, you didn't consent, and I'm a woman, and how dare you? And that's exactly That'd be the main one. And that's exactly what I try to tell someone. <laughs> some of the women I literally try to say, "What if you were up there? Would you want that same thing? Mm-hmm. You gotta show a little respect, even though she's up there, she's dancing. Mm-hmm. Show some respect because mm-hmm. that we already got the stigma out there. Mm-hmm. You already know." But it don't mean you can't show See, respect. I to couldn't them. be gay and no bouncer or whatever. Because I'd be like, <laughs> so why your dyke ass up in here? <laughs> so, but you get you get straight women, you get lesbians. I know, uh-huh. but, but I have a field day with that. But there are always some. It's always an overzealous woman. Mm-hmm. That's always the rules don't apply to her. Yes, every mm-hmm. time, and that's the professional victim. And I'm like, yo, you can't touch. And they always want to put. And I tell the guys all the time, don't get offended. Don't get mad when they try to test your manhood. And like, like you can like girls or guys, whatever. But they will use this on you. They're trying Are you to allowed to you. say where the strip club is on camera. Uh, Minx Cabaret. Oh, in Harford, Connecticut. I tried to apply yeah. to DJ there, but I never had time. Uh, did you ever try? I mean, the, we'll talk about it after. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, but um, but yeah. So the um, mm-hmm. they would use that. Like, oh, you don't like girls. You don't like you don't like girls. I'm like. Dude, what do we got liking girls? What got to do with me doing my job? Every time. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, every time. And it's like, dude, we try to make sure that nothing this is happens. This a safe environment. Safe. For the yeah. liability of everyone. And the thing is, our club is one of the safe, honestly, it most likely is the number one safest club for the girls mm-hmm. because we make sure that they, they get walk to the cars. We make sure that, uh, you know, uh, like, we make sure they only I'm so do grab. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, I be telling these girls all the time, like, yo, you know, sex you know, trafficking is a thing, right? Gay men, we have our consent stuff, mm-hmm. but we have more of a general consensus right. of like, so at a gay bar, and when I say a gay bar, I don't mean like a gay bar where girls, guys, drag right. queens, trans women and everybody all goes those yeah. are like pride right right pride nights and pride bars okay okay i'm talking about spaces designated for gay men specifically mm. has a total we have our own rules and regulations of consent that are amongst us as right. gay men right and if you're an out someone who falls outside of that mm-hmm. like your jurisdiction your your rituals don't apply here in this space that is supposed to be for gay men, right? Mm. Now, because we're men and you have this whole feminist mu- movement and stuff, 
you're gonna have people say that oh well if you're a man well you don't need a space to yourself because you're not marginalized but that's mm -hmm. bullshit okay men straight men need spaces to be right. do straight men shit right and right. gay men need men spaces to do gay men shit mm -hmm. <laughs> okay oh, yeah. and queer women lesbians and trans folks they all need their own spaces to commune amongst each other and handle problems that are relevant to that specific community right, right. but we've we've gotten to this diversity and inclusion shit that is being done so wrong and inappropriately that like we've totally missed the message i think it's like but like well what i was gonna say in a gay male yeah. space for men seeking males seeking males yeah space like usually a little grope or whatever that would be in like a straight strip club where the women are dancing mm -hmm. is a totally different thing right. than you know in the gay space we expect a grope right we expect people to come on to us we expect dark rooms and back rooms where stuff goes on okay mm -hmm. But I feel like in the straight world, because so much of the culture is based on men finessing a woman. Right. That there's a power dynamic there that doesn't allow for that to take place. Mm. And you know what? That's straight people business. <laughs> and straight people should do that over there. Yeah. Not in our bar, where we have our own rituals and codes and methods of doing things. I guess you. Right. <laughs> you kick your shit over there. Right, right. We, right. we do what we right. do. You can do what we're doing just fine. <laughs> the way we operate. Don't bother us. We won't bother We don't need a woman to come in and we don't need to come <sighs> over to women's spaces and do that. But people have this whole diversity inclusion thing all wrong where they think that these individual communities right. don't need their own space for themselves, but we, they do. I mm -hmm. see, this is what I'm hoping for. The open dialogue that we do right now, talking and laughing and learning mm -hmm. and stuff, and you know, it's the best thing for everybody to do. For others, you know, uh, if you don't know, ask questions, you know, but also make sure you, you know, before you ask it, make sure it's not sounding like weird and like you know, no, right, like right. you know, you don't want to come off sounding uh, ignorant mm -hmm. either too. So it's always this. It's, what's that saying? There's no, there's no dumb answer. I mean, no dumb question. Right, right, right. right. You just want to know. You don't want to. You don't want to be. You know, stupid and oblivious to what's going on. Like, like if it wasn't, if, if I didn't take the chance to ask my coworker Casey or talk to my my boss, my old boss uh, Shan, mm. um, it, he was openly gay. And you go to Pride Parade and ask the questions and all that stuff. Right. So let me know. You tell me. By the way, you make the best macaroni and cheese on the planet. I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> uh, but and then also, you know, and not keep myself uh, with a veil over my eyes. Like, mm -hmm. you know, not, you know, kind mm -hmm. of, you know, and sticking with certain people. Like, I don't hang with certain people. Right. Okay. That's keep that mindset like there's some friends that we went to school with that i you know connected with over over the course of some years whatever and like somewhere they were at mm -hmm. and like how they are okay but mentally mm -hmm. i'm like mm, i can't be here well, this to, wrap this up, to wrap this up but yeah up. always have a good dialogue <laughs> y'all
Ask questions. I'm going to shout out two more things, wrap this up. May 17th is the anniversary of the doll test. Okay. Uh, constructed by the Clarks. And what can they find you to? Oh, EphraimAdams.com. Oh, child, Google me. Yes, but, uh, Google him, please. Yeah, May 17th, we're going to have a walkthrough, like you're walking through a dollhouse, hopefully. And I don't know what that's going to be called, but I'm still creating it. So that's that. Um, and then in June 2nd, I'm having a sex workers convention of sorts. It's probably going to be called something like consent. Is that going to be in, in Connecticut? It's going to also be in Hartford. Hopefully. Okay. All right. And that's going to um, talk about uh, advocacy in the sex worker community. Is that going to be more like a convention type of thing? Yeah, it's going to be like a convention. Okay. So you're going to have like your uh, sex toy vendors because you've got this whole oh, okay. capitalism. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're going to have your content creators. Okay. You're going to have your health and fitness because if your body's your profit, you got to keep your body together. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to talk about racism in the porn industry. Okay. Right, right, right. And um, right, it's going to be good. And then the last thing I'm working on is hopefully some girls, transgender girls mm -hmm. um, in the community have been discussing. They're trying to start a night where men who are open to being with trans women mm. can come out to mix and mingle. Okay. But right now the problem I'm having with that is no one wants to do any work to like get that going. They want to come to the uh no one they want to come to the spaces where the men are looking for men and complain about why gay men are looking for other gay men no one wants to put in the work as to why that we should start a night for trans women okay and be the face of that and put in the work to make that i think happen. that's i think that's what anything <laughs> i think that's what anything i think that's what anything that if it's a, especially on a startup no one wants to do the work right to build it up they just want to come party when it's done yeah let me and then leave when it's time to like clean everything right, up. Right, right, and leave when everything. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm about to leave. Uh, what time is it? Oh, right. before they start cleaning. No one wants to do the work of <laughs> getting the word out. No one wants to do the work of finding a venue. Yep. No one wants to do the work of you know doing the business startup. But all so, I do. I I think when it does happen though, it's gonna be off the hook. It's gonna be. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be great. Right. And it, you set you go set a standard again. Um, you know. So, I get to be a part of that change. Yeah, man. They're gonna dog me out, but I. Get to but they gonna know your name though. They gonna know your name. That's important. They gonna know who you are. Okay, um, well, thank you for having me. Yes, this is Barrett Barrett Night Podcast, y'all. Thank you to Mr. DJ. Oh, and I feel like Ever I didn't battle. shout out any characters. Oh, so well, this is a nerd thing. Oh God, I live for um, Zach the Black Ranger. I live for Black Lightning. <laughs> I live for Static Shock. I live for Blade. Once again, he's, I live for Black Panther. He, he's I live the, for the new Batwoman. That he's was the a flop first TV show, but I live he's for the her. first, <laughs> the first guest in the in the house in the room, besides being you know via satellite and whatnot. So he get to see more than a lot of other guests get to see because he's here. So you know he's here. Uh, but yes, thanks, thanks for coming on and, and sharing. Thank you for um, proud of you once again. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, guys, this is this is the show. Bear it all, be yourself. Right. This is the Bear Night Podcast. I'm your, I'm your boy Parker, and we out. See you next week. Peace.
your host, Jurassic Parker.